Hello everyone, welcome to Gagarin News, and this is our show, Cryptocurrency Not For Dummies. What is Dago? It's a good question. One of the important trends in both the blockchain and crypto industry is the shift of the community's attention from DeFi, as such, decentralized finance, as such, to decentralized governance. DeGo is decentralized governance. 2020 was called the year of DeFi, obviously, 2021 was the year of decentralized governance. We're facing some problems that exist on this plane, and, well, we've also moved forward with solving these problems. And there are examples both within Ethereum itself, YEFI, Compound, Synthetix, Uni, Bitcoin, and other projects that have either launched their DAOs in the process or have initially started from DAOs. And this argument is also applicable outside of the Ethereum ecosystem, that is, it is a suggestion, let's say, to finance the infrastructural development of projects using Bitcoin Cash or Zcash. And the growing popularity of formalized decentralized governance, in one form or another, is undeniable, and there are important reasons why people are interested in it, but it is also important to understand the risks of such schemes, which is clearly demonstrated by the attempted hostile takeover of Steam by Justin Sun, and then the exodus of this community in Blockchain Hive. In general, these trends are inevitable, and in some cases, it is necessary to talk about the risks, which are inherent to such models, simple management models, where, for example, one coin equals one vote. There is a key, insoluble contradiction from the moment of the Declaration of Independence of Cyberspace in 96, and from there, what can be called the ideology of cypherpunk. On the one hand, the values of cypherpunk lie in the use of cryptography to minimize coercion and maximize efficiency and the reach of the basic, non-coercive mechanism of coordination that was available at that time in 1996 to private ownership and markets. On the other hand, the economic logic of private ownership and markets is optimized for activities that can be parceled out into repetitive actions, one after the other, and for the infosphere where art, documentation, science, and code are produced and consumed in a permanent, one-to-many interaction, one to a large number of people, is the exact opposite. The two key problems inherent in such an environment that we need to resolve are the following. The first is the funding of public goods, that is, how we implement projects of value to a broad and non-selective group of people in that community, which often does not have a business model. For example, things like interaction, general exploration of layer 1 and layer 2 protocols, client development, documentation, and things like that. Where to get funding for that? Such things often do not have a business model. They may be unprofitable, so to speak, in its direct meaning and sense of the word, but nevertheless, these are things that you have to invest in, and without this, there will be no actual development of the protocols and there will be no development of the community. And the second problem is the maintenance of protocol updates, that is, how protocol updates are agreed upon, and the regular maintenance operations to adjust parts of this protocol that are not stable in the long term. For example, these are safe asset lists, price oracles, and so forth. Early blockchain projects basically ignored both of these problems, pretending that the only public good that mattered was network security, which could be provided by a single fixed algorithm, let's say, solid in stone, and it was supported by paid fixed rewards for the work. This state of affairs was possible due to the sharp increase of the Bitcoin price between 2010 to 2013 and the ICO boom of 2014 to 2017. And then, again, because of a similar crypto bubble like that in 2014 to 2017, when we saw Bitcoin at 17 and a half, some even saw it at 20. The long-term management of public resources was equally ignored. Bitcoin took the path of extreme minimization, focusing on providing a fixed supply currency with limited issuance and providing two-tier payment system support, such as Lightning, and that's it. 
The long-term management of public resources in the case of Bitcoin, let's say, was also ignored in a similar way. Now we are facing the problems that we have in the governance system itself, and our luck is running out, and the problems of coordinating the maintenance of protocol updates are coming to the fore. This can no longer be ignored. It has to be solved in some way and we have to move away from the one vote equals one token model. We're going to discuss it later. Definitely, it also poses significant risks. Well, the most understandable and obvious thing is that the rich can get, let's say, even richer and it puts the power in the hands of some very limited number of stakeholders, whales, and so on.